Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us here at Destiny Church for this week's podcast. We've got another great message for you entitled Regathering. My name is Pastor Daniel. And my name is Pastor Steve. And today's message is a special one for the family here at Destiny because we were celebrating 22 years wow. of us as a Destiny Church family. That's amazing. And who was doing this message? And the message is done by our apostle, Ian Critchley. Fantastic. Fantastic. So let's head over there now and check out what he has to say. Regathering is happening and you're part of it today. 22 years since we were destiny and uh, oh man, it's, when we look back we say hallelujah, don't we? You did a good thing by being in church today. You need to pat yourself in the back and say, I'm in the right place at the right time with the right people for the right reason. Wherever you've come from, you are definitely in the right place. Just want to say before I come into the Word how grateful uh, Rachel and myself and all the other pastors and wives and elders are so grateful for your support, for your love, for your serving, for your giving. And without you, we would not be where we are. Of course, we give all the glory to Jesus, but we honor people who've helped us on our journey. And thank you so much. Will you receive that? You did a good job. So God spoke to me about today, many weeks ago, actually. And, uh, and I just got this one word, and the staff here will know that I've been talking about this for a long time. And I just said, regathering. Regathering. And to begin with, I started to think about the fact that it was to do with just, you know, the church coming back together again after pandemic and all the rest of it. And, um, but you know, God had a, a different dimension of regathering that he showed me. Much more than that. Much more. And then he directed me, and I, I, I've got three things to talk to you about today, and the first one is the reason for a regathering, and, and the second one is the value of regathering, and the third one is the power of regathering. So the reason, the value, and the power of regathering. We're going to re read some verses from Nehemiah. So that's a really lovely Old Testament book, if you've not read it much recently, and uh, it's on page 545 in my Bible, in case you can't find it. And if you haven't got a Bible like mine, go and buy one. <laughs> but you can't find it with all the underlinings that I've got, okay? I'm oh, so glad that you're watching us from home this morning. Enter in. Turn the volume up a little bit louder. Leave all the distractions aside. Just turn the volume up and just stare down at your television. Because I'm looking at you. I'm just looking to see how many people are still in their PJs at home. How many do you reckon? Yeah, probably more than that. Okay, so here we are in Nehemiah. Now, just to give you a little bit of the background of the story, the children of Israel, the Jews, had been in exile. They'd been scattered. They'd been in a pandemic. Can we say that? They, they, they weren't, but as far as spiritually was concerned, they were. They'd been scattered all over the place. And whilst they were scattered, the walls of Jerusalem, in fact, even the temple itself, had fallen into disrepair. You know, we've been trying very hard that that would not happen for us over this last 18 months. That why, that's why I've written to you two times every week. That's why we've continued with all the way through the lockdown time with, you know, services and this and that and, the, and all the rest of it. And, and you know, by the grace of God, we're in good shape. 
so we don't we don't we don't end up quite like where Nehemiah is. Yeah, let's give God thanks for that. You know, it's okay. Never be afraid to give thanks to the Lord, right? But in Nehemiah's time, the walls were down, the temple was fallen into disrepair, and uh, without telling the whole story, a whole bunch of people came back from exile to go and rebuild the walls, and they gathered. You'll see two significances in a minute. They gathered to work. So in, in, they came to do the building of the walls. Do you know it's one thing to gather to work for a purpose, but not gather in your heart? And if you were to read the story, the children of Israel came back from exile. They came back from all over the place to work. But there was something that was missing. You know, that can happen in a church. Maybe you came today because you were working on a team. You gathered to work. Thank you very much. But actually, there's a huge difference between gathering to work for the purpose and gathering for what Nehemiah 8 is all about, and we'll read it to you in a minute. There needed to be a regathering of the same people who had gathered. They gathered to work but it wasn't happening, and God needed to regather those same people and say, now we need to change the focus away from work and focus it on the presence of God. And so in Nehemiah chapter 8, we read these verses, and um, I'm going to paraphrase it and just pull some bits out. So in chapter, one, in chapter 8, verse 1, it says, And all the people gathered. Say gathered. gathered. That's what we've done today. We've gathered together, and they gathered as one man. Now those two words, one man isn't put there, it doesn't mean one man, by the way, male. It means like one people, right? Those two words are not there for, to fill out the verse. They're there because it speaks about unity. It speaks about coming together. It speaks about not coming as a congregation of individuals, but coming together as one man. And you long know that my passion is that we would always be a church that gathers as one man. Not as a bunch of individuals, although we're all individually made and beautiful individually, but when we come together, we come together as one man. Hallelujah. Oh God, let that happen. The sense of unity in our hearts, a sense of direction together. Let, I mean, I'm not saying this because I think that we're not together. In fact, I, I feel a great sense of unity still across our church, even despite the pandemic, like it was before, still is, because the heart of destiny is a heart that's after God to pull together. And we also know, we're smart enough to know, that the only way that we're going to see the revival that is coming is if we actually do gather together as one man. So in this time, they gathered together as one man, and the building of the work, if you read in the previous chapter, the, 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 the walls were finished. So you would think, job done. But God says, job's not done, because they'd only gathered to work. You, you getting what I'm saying here? You understanding this? This is early on, because I don't have a long time. <laughs> you know, so you've got to get it quick. Can you listen quick? All right, so, so God regathered them, and it was planned that Ezra would begin to read the book of the law, the book of Moses, the, the word of God. And the Bible says that they built a, a large stage. 
And the people gathered in their thousands around there without PA and all the rest of it. So I think that guy must have had a sore throat at the end of every one of those days, don't you? And he bellowed out the word of God. Let's read it. It says, the people gathered as one man. And then it says, and Ezra, the priest, read aloud. Uh, the word loud is in the middle of there, okay? He read aloud from daybreak till noon. And all the people fell asleep. Is that what it says? You've got it there. It says, and the people listened, like you are doing right now, all the way up these galleries, everywhere, at home. There you go, at home. They listened attentively. They listened, not wanting to miss one word. And then later on in the verse, I'm paraphrasing this, picking out the voices, uh, picking out the words. It says, then they worship the Lord. Do you know when you focus on God and you listen to God's words, you'll end up worshiping? You know, sometimes we do it the other way around. Pastor Dan, Lucy, I know when in our services, we always have this thing about worship leading towards preaching. But you know something? Here, you've got an example of preaching led to worship. Maybe one of these Sundays we need to just go and preach the Word and then let, let that bring the worship. Because when the preaching of the Word, we're lifting up Jesus, we're bringing people into a place to realize the awesomeness of God. And then we come to a place to say, oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And that's what happened. It says they worship the Lord where they were sat down. No, they worship the Lord. They lifted their hands and they responded quietly, not at all. They responded, and it, it says it in the Bible two times. Amen and amen. Go on, let's have a go. Amen. And amazing, huh? It, that's what was happening at the regathering. Not the gathering for work. That was a different story. But following work, now they needed to connect with God and with one another as one man. And they had this regathering moment. And then uh, what happened is Ezra did this in the morning, and then the Levites broke down amongst the people in the afternoons, and they began to explain. And in chapter 8, verse 8, it says this, And the Levites were there to make it clear and to give the meaning so that the people could understand what was being read. They were going to make sure that every person that was in that place wasn't just carried along with the emotion of the moment, but had a revelation of an understanding of the Word of God. You know, when you come to church like this, don't just get, I mean, it's exciting today and it's great to see everyone, you know, and I'm excited for today. But we need much more than excitement. We need understanding. We need revelation. And the Levite's job was to go and explain the Word of God so that everybody understood it. And then in verses 9 and 10, these phrases, I've pulled it out. It says, uh, they said, this day is sacred to the Lord. And then later on it says, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. And you know, I want to say this day, this anniversary day, this time of 22 years since we became destiny, I remember this day. So it's, the anniversary always happens around my birthday. So I just think you've come to my birthday party today. Uh, do you know your pastor is one whole year older than he was this time last, when you listened to him? He's looking younger though, isn't he? Amen and amen. You come on, you can do something. But, you know, they gathered and said this is a sacred day. 
Somebody said to me a couple of years ago, now, why do we ever bother having an anniversary? Because we need to, we need to remember where God has brought us from. And we need to celebrate the journey. And we need to celebrate those, those waypoints. If you read my story in Dear Destiny this week, you'd, you'd have read me talking about waypoints. And I'm looking back at some of the waypoints in my rearview mirror, and I'm saying, oh, Lord, thank you. You got us from there to here. But by the, I want to tell you something. I'm looking at some waypoints in front of us. But unless we sort out our history, we're never going to know how to get into our future. And one of the ways that we go into our future is that we say this day is sacred it's a day for the Lord sacred just means that it's it's given to God and then they said let the joy of the Lord be our strength and you know if you came came in today and you're still feeling a little bit tired or uneasy or or frightened or cautious because of all that's been happening in the last yeah, well, close on two years that's been happening in our nation and around the world I've got two bits of advice for you number one um, I'm on my hobby horse again don't listen to the BBC or any or anybody else it's called the bad broadcasting company you know I, I, okay it, the rest of them are just as bad you, you know just don't don't listen to all the bad news and the second one is this let the joy of the Lord be your strength just, just let the joy of the Lord be your strength. I, I listened to some newscasts this week, and it's like, what are they, are they is this designed to frighten me? Then I, I, you know, I said, no, I'm closing that down. I'm going to let the joy of the Lord be my strength. You know, I, it's like, oh, we're going to run out of this and be scared of that and this and that, the other, and the, the world's going to go bang any time now. And I think like, do you know what? The, the world's never going to go bang until God says bang. You know, it's, it's God, is, God is in charge. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. You know, and by the way, I'll tell you what's going to happen back before the end of the world comes. Millions of people are going to get born again. God is going to raise the church as the mountain of the Lord. And people are going to stream to it. And the blessing which makes you rich is going to continue to flow. Yes, there will be trouble in the world. Yes, there will be challenges to face. Yes, there will be wars. Yes, there will be rumors of wars and all the rest of it yes there will be plagues but it's not going to come near your tent how many of you live in a tent well you're safe but what it's really meaning is your house where you live the plague it's not going to come near to you you know Nehemiah is just a, an illustration of the how God wants to gather his people and regather them for the proper purpose not just the purpose of work not just the purpose of function, but the purpose of presence of God. Where the Word of God was central to it. You know, throughout the Old Testament, you've got the seven major feasts that the Jews celebrated. You know, the, you know they were Passover, if you remember, and unleavened bread and first fruits and week of, weeks of, uh, feast of weeks or Pentecost as we call it the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Booths, seven major feasts that the Jews celebrated. Do you know what that was all about? Gathering. Most of those were gathering as the nation, the Jews coming from all over the place. Some of those were gathering as a family. So like Passover, they gathered together as the family. And the, the children sat around with the father and asked him leading questions. Tell us about you know what these things are on the table and the father would explain it all so that every year the children understood the significance of Passover and 
You know, we broke bread again today. The significance of, we should talk with our children about the significance of breaking of bread, the New Testament equivalent to Passover. And because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we, we, we have, are able to win through whatever comes against us. You know, and it's going to pass over you. Can I say that to you? Some of the trouble is going to pass over you. It's going to pass over you because the joy of the Lord is your strength. God is always planning a gathering and a regathering. That's my first point. I don't know whether I'm a third of the way through or not, but I'm going to go till I've finished because this is our celebration moment, okay? The value of gathering. Well, it's to worship, isn't it? You know, so oh, I can worship at home. You can. I often say you can play tennis, up, banging a wall, a, 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 a ball against your garage wall. But it's much more fun if you go and play with somebody else, isn't it? Uh, you can play your violin at home and play a solo if you want to. But it's much better if you go and play in an in an orchestra. You know, there's a value when we when we come together to worship. Wasn't that great this morning? And I love those medley of songs. Man, that took me back a bit. And well done. That was wonderful. And the value is for the preaching of the Word of God. Now, because of technology, you can hear me at home today. But there's something even more powerful when you're sat in an anointed presence in an anointed place and hearing it. This is a very, very good thing that you're doing today and you can get it, but you're going to have to maybe work a little bit harder than some of the people who are sat here because they're sat under the anointing right now, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is here. When we gather, we come together for word. We come together for fellowship. And okay, as the days go by, we're going to enjoy closer fellowship. Uh, we come together for sharpening. The Bible talks about as, as, as iron sharpeneth iron, so does fellowship with another brother. We come together for equipping. Oh, yeah. Ephesians 4.11 talks about, you know, my role along with the pastors here is that we are supposed to equip, prepare and equip God's people for works of service. If you, if you don't gather, you, you're never going to be ready for the time when revival breaks out. You know, the Bible says in, uh, in Matthew 23.37, how often I've longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Do you know there are some people who are not willing to be here today? Not you. And not you. Not you either. And not the people that are coming in the second service. And probably nobody that you know, but there's a lot of people who are not in church today because they were not willing. Not destiny because we're willing. I'm talking about people who got hurt, people who got disgruntled, people who got busy, people who sought their own pleasure, and now the idea of being in church on Sunday or on Wednesday or whatever is like, oh, I'm too busy. Tell you what, they'll never be gathered like them under the wings of the mother hen and get the safety and the security and the blessing that comes. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, let us not meet up, meet, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. That's the people I was just talking about. But let us encourage one another and all the more as we see the day. And it's, it's a capital D in that verse, the day. Not just any old day, but the day. You know, when Jesus comes again, oh, by the way, before he comes again, we're going to see that certain revival. 
I love the verse in Psalm 1, 2, 2, 122 verse 1 that says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord together. Psalm 26 verse 8 says, I love the house where you, love, where you live, O Lord, the place where your glory dwells. Of course, this is just a building. But when we come together, wow, when we come together, it is a place where the glory of God comes to dwell. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 17 says, Brothers, we were torn away from you for a short time in person, but not in thought. Out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. We wanted to gather, Paul is saying to the Thessalonians, there's value in being together. And my third and last point is this, there's power when we gather and we regather. Think about Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and then it could happen, and suddenly all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. I tell you what, when, the, when revival starts to be released in a way that we believe it will, I want to be in that service, don't you? I don't want somebody to phone me up and say to me, oh, you should have been in destiny this morning. I don't want to read about it on Facebook or other social media and, and find out, oh, no, you know, I want to be there. I want to be right involved in that. I want to be there. I want to be involved in what God is going to do on that day. And Acts chapter 2, 46, 47, it says, and every day, why? Because they didn't want to miss a day. Every day they continued to meet together. They broke bread. They ate together with gladness and sincere hearts. They praised God. They enjoyed the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily who were being saved. <laughs> and Matthew 18, 20 says, Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm with them. There's power in gathering. I tell you, when God is with us, we're in a, we're in a powerful moment. Right now, this is a powerful moment. This is a time when God is here. We gather together in His name, in His presence, and just one touch from the Lord can change everything. There's power here, right now. Because we gathered in His presence. And the Holy Spirit is as real here today as He ever was even in Pentecost Day. We are going to see a dimension of that beyond what we've seen. But I want to tell you something. This, you, Holy Spirit, didn't send us 10% of who you are. You are here. Oh, hallelujah right now. There's power in gathering. You know, in our autumn Bible teaching series, we're talking about revival. And you know, it only takes a little faith, doesn't it, to start to dream of the things that are going to happen. Are you dreaming of it? I am. Every night, it's disturbing my sleep in a good way. I'm seeing hundreds of people. No, thousands. No, millions. I'm seeing just for Wakefield and their church, thousands of people getting born again. I'm seeing multiple services. I'm seeing, I know some of you, you've shared words with me as well about this. I'm seeing chaos on the roads. You know, every morning when I drive in here to work, I'm trying to time my, since the lockdown is, you know, I used to be able to drive in here in 15 minutes from home. Now it's taking me an hour five, now 10 minutes because I, all the roads are getting blocked up. And I was in a traffic queue just this other day. And I'm thinking like, you know, you know how you get, very peaceful about it, don't you? 
It's disturbing, isn't it? You get like this. And, and, and I, I knew what I was preaching. I'd already scribed the words. And I went, you know what? I'm going to have to go early to church or else I'm going to be in the queue. That's all down, all down Eastmore Road down here and up through the town. And, and the police are going to be down there directing the traffic. And, you know, I, I'm dreaming of that time. You know, if, if you want a real quiet little church with 25 old ladies in it, nothing wrong with old ladies. We have some beautiful old ladies. And don't stay here because I want to tell you something. In the regathering, we ain't seen nothing yet in, in what God is going to do. There's going to be miracles, healings, worship is going to be electric. The presence of God is going to be so powerful that whole people across this community, across this city, across this county, and even across this nation are going to know something is happening because God came. Because there's power in gathering. I keep seeing when I close my eyes at night, news media outside this place coming and saying, can I talk to somebody in charge here? And I'm going to say, you need to talk to God because he's the one that's in charge. But actually, um, I'll do for now, just as a representative. And they're asking me the question, what is going on at Destiny Church Wakefield? And I'm going to say, this is revival. This is the product of the church regathering. This is what happens when we believe the Word of God. Local government phoning us up and looking for an appointment with our pastors to say, you've got to tell us what's going on at Destiny Church. Fairly recently, we invited the mayor here, and he walked in and said, I didn't even know this was here. And I said to him that day, I said, that is going to change, sir. You know, and, and I believe that in time to come, we're not seeking publicity for publicity's sake, but I tell you, news of Jesus is going to be spread abroad. There's one final gathering that's going to be the ultimate gathering. Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 says this, and I looked, and there before me was a great multitude, a gathering that no one can count. From every tribe and people and language standing before me, in front of the Lamb. But to get to that day, we need to come to this day where we don't gather just for work. We don't gather to play an instrument. You don't gather to be behind a camera or a... If those jobs need to be done, thank you. Don't gather to teach our children. We don't gather. I don't gather to preach, but we gather unto him. Where Jesus, we lift up Jesus. You know the Bible says if you lift up Jesus, he'll draw all men to himself. People are gathering here today in larger numbers and from so many different nations and so many different backgrounds. Hallelujah. The day is coming where we will see revival. And as we see revival, that brings us one, close, one day closer to the time when we will gather in heaven in that, oh my. Are you ready for that day? 
thank you so much for being with us today. We hope that you've been able to uh, get something out of that message and enjoyed it. Um, we've enjoyed celebrating and thanking God and praising God for everything that he's done in our church That's right. for the last 22 years. And we look forward to everything that he's going to do in the next 20, 30, 40 years come to come. Come on, absolutely. And you know, if you've got any feedback or there's anything you want to say about this week's message, or you just want somebody to pray with you and you need some prayer from our church, you can email us at info at destinychurch.co.uk. And you can also come down and see us in person. Join in on one of our services. You'll be sure of a warm welcome. Just put in your just put in your sat-nav WF14AF and our services are 9.15 and 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning great we will see you next time everybody yes we will see you soon bye bye